Welcome to Decrypt, Asia's first blockchain and cryptocurrency podcast. I'm your host, Tushar. Each week, we take a deep dive into the Asian blockchain scene with investors, technologists, and industry insiders. Go to decrypt.asia to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Telegram to join in the discussions. Hi, guys. I'm very excited for today's interview as we have our first female guest after 11 episodes in the podcast. Our guest for today's show is Val Yap, the founder and CEO of PolicyPal and the PolicyPal Network based out of Singapore. PolicyPal Network aims to leverage the blockchain technology to make insurance more accessible for consumers by creating a peer-to-peer insurance platform. It also aims to cater to the needs of the crypto ecosystem by providing insurance services to blockchain startups during the initial launch. Val is a graduate of the University of Arts London and Imperial College London. After graduating, she worked in varying capacities in the financial services industry, including stints at Aberdeen Asset Management, PricewaterhouseCoopers, and OCBC Bank. She was recently included in the Forbes 30 Under 30 list for finance and venture capital. Welcome to the show, Val. Hi, Tusha. Thanks so much for the warm introduction. Uh, great honor to be here. Uh, I listened to a couple of your podcasts and uh, it's been amazing to follow the journey. I really appreciate that. Before we dig into what you're building, could you tell us more about your background and how PolicyPal came about? Definitely. Um, so my, my background, I, I grew up uh, loving technology. Uh, so I did digital media for my undergrad, where I learned how to build websites, uh, mobile apps, do videos. I was fascinated by all the web application. So I, I I, I did it in London. I spent some time in a uh, creative agency where I was the developer. I decided that, oh, uh, every time I, I go to work, I, I see the business guy come in and tell us that, oh, the client won this and that. So I was really curious about the business side of the world. So I, I went on to do a master's in business management in Imperial College. Um, so thereafter, I have always been in financial services from uh, the names you mentioned, Alliance, uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers, OCBC Bank, uh, before starting the company. So I got the idea to start this company based out my own personal experience dealing with uh, insurance policy. It was a nightmare for my family. So I moved back to Singapore from London back in 2013. Mainly it was because of my family. Um, my mom was then diagnosed with cancer. Thankfully, she recovered. Uh, she went through two operations. Uh, we spent a couple of thousands, um, six-digit worth uh, Singapore dollars on medical fees and realized that the claims was not approved. The insurance companies say that uh, because the insurance premiums uh, was late once, um, so they rejected the claim. The whole back and forth communication was a nightmare. We decided to let the matter rest. Um, unfortunately, in the same year, my dad passed away due to heart attack. Then we have to deal with insurance policies again. At that point of time, we had no no, no support from the insurance agent because the agent that sold the policy to my dad wasn't around anymore. So we went out to different insurance companies in Singapore, the one by one check whether he had any policy there uh, with the death certificate and also uh, uh, another certificate proof that, uh, of our relationship. So through all those two experiences within a short time span of six months, I realized 
that how big the problem is because every individual out there will have insurance policies. There's no digital storage of all these uh, documents and all these information where family members will need to have uh, access to the support. So I started the company in 2016, uh, mainly just to help individuals out there to, to consolidate, understand and manage their insurance policies, uh, organize it properly, uh, keep, keep the family members involved. And then over time evolved to become uh, the first company that enter Singapore regulatory fintech sandbox uh, to test out the solution of uh, uh, providing insurance policies to consumers out there who have already managed their policies on PolicyPal. Um, so, so it has been a journey from policy management to distribution. And then after gotten the insurance broker license uh, post-graduation of the MES FinTech Sandbox, uh, we're looking at how else we can help the consumers because we, uh, being, being the insurance broker, we, we work with both the insurance companies and the consumers. We see challenges on both sides, uh, both like the insurance companies, uh, they face uh, the challenge of uh, fraud cases, um, the manual processes that they have have been handling for a long time. That's why the insurance claims sometimes take a long time or sometimes there's some discrepancy that as for the consumers, the increasing premiums year after year, on top of that, uh, the claims process is, is tedious, had, uh, filling up paperwork, etc. So we launched Policy Pound Network, which is a blockchain platform where we work with insurance companies uh, to optimize the whole claims process and policy inception. Yeah, I read about your story in the white paper as well. And I'm so sorry to hear about that. But I'm sure it fuels you to create a product which is superior to what's existing in the market. And and it kind of allows you to put yourself in the shoes of your customer in a better position, even though it it was fueled from unfortunate circumstances. But I guess it allows you and it pushes you to build superior product, right? Yeah, uh, because I experienced it before and I know from, from the user or customer standpoint how I felt and then how I want the problem to be solved. And now being uh, at the end where I'm able to work with the insurance companies to help to solve that problem uh, is really meaningful. At the same time, I, I realized that uh, this gave me the chance to to, to share different insights to the insurance companies as compared to someone who has been coming from just the insurance perspective, insurance company perspective of changing things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, your current business, which is Policy Pal. Is it mostly a insurance comparison and insurance distribution platform? Is my understanding uh, correct? Yeah, you are right. So basically, we help individuals out there to consolidate, understand their existing insurance policies, to give them an automated portfolio overview, identify the gaps. Uh, from there, they are able to browse the type of insurance products available from the from the market, and they can do the whole end-to-end purchase um, of the insurance products online. Uh, thereafter, if let's say there's any claims, uh, policy housing Singapore can also assist them with that. And how did PolicyPal Network come about? So PolicyPal Network came about after I started PolicyPal Singapore. Realized that the problem of handling claims is, uh, is, is quite a nightmare because as an insurance broker, what you can help the customer is basically helping them to submit the paperwork to the insurance company, helping them to collect the receipts, the, the report. Uh, so it's 
it's still quite manual on the back end as much as we try to uh, optimize the whole process and also bring it to the digital front for a customer uh, the whole process needs to be changed therefore we launched policy panel network where we work with insurance company to optimize the claims process so we just announced that we work with fwd forward insurance company uh, they started from hong kong and now they have offices all around asia from japan to thailand indonesia malaysia singapore uh, the, the company started by richard lee uh, the son of Lee Cushing. Um, so we're very fortunate that we, can, we are now working with them to put their products on our platform to optimize the claims process and then for customers to be able to keep track of the claims payment. Um, and we'll be introducing uh, automated claims uh, to a certain level. Uh, why I say to a certain level is because for the whole claims automation to work, it requires a lot of stakeholders to come in to to, to give the information such as medical reports, etc. right? Um, now we're taking steps, uh, quite baby steps or uh, first few steps uh, to automate the process. Uh, in coming week, we make another announcement on uh, another insurance company's partnership uh, where we are able to automate the claims process. So as a customer, you no longer have to fill up the paperwork to receive your claims payment because uh, we have already connected with it. The, the whole trigger with the third-party trusted source to receive the information of uh, the claims details and then uh, connect uh, directly with the customer's bank account so that they can receive the, the claims payment back to their bank account instead of receiving a, a check. <laughs> because these days, uh, people still receive a check after they, they submit the claims. Yeah. yeah, which is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> right. It's a way of it's it's a pity to cut down the trees for those checks. <laughs> yeah, so congratulations on all the big announcements. I think that's great news, and you know you're sort of integrating all of the big industry players, which is a step in the right direction from you. Uh, before we go into the problems that you're solving and the solutions, I'm just curious: what is the distinction between Policy Pal and Policy Pal Network? Was it to separate the sort of your quote-unquote traditional business and the new vertical that you're entering? Yeah, so Policy Pal Singapore is a regulated uh, entity where right. we hold um, a Singapore broker license, and we work with uh, close to twenty insurance companies here. Uh, I mean, many of them are global to regional companies uh, where we have already brought the relationship to Policy Pound Network as well. So Policy Pound Network, mainly we have two products. The first one is uh, Crypto Protect Insurance, where we work with uh, blockchain companies to help uh, them to provide the uh, insurance protection for the crypto wallets, uh, crypto exchanges, and also smart contracts. Uh, this one is uh, working very closely with our our uh, policy pal Singapore partners. Um, now, right now it's under NDA, we can't disclose, but uh, the blockchain startups uh, partnership have already been released. Uh, so like we're partnering Quantum as well as NAM uh, on, uh, on the Crypto Protect Insurance. And the second product for Policy Pal Network is our peer-to-peer -peer, uh, decentralized insurance. Uh, basically, um, is is the is the announcement that I make uh, for FWD Insurance, uh, where we put their insurance products and we create new insurance products together with our insurance partners uh, to automate the policy inception. 
based on um, individuals' preference on what type of insurance products they are getting, uh, we put them into this virtual pool so that people are able to buy the policy uh, on, on, on a group basis. Uh, after a year, if let's say there's no claims being made um, by the, that particular individual, they are able to receive cashback uh, from, from uh, their insurance premiums that they paid. Um, so this way, it actually incentivizes uh, customers or policyholders not to file any fraudulent claims. On top of that, they are able to have some savings on, on the entrance premiums if, let's say, there's no claims being made. Uh, on top of that, we work together with um, the third-party um, data source to be able to receive information for us to automate the claims process. Right, got it. So I'll dig a little bit deeper into both yeah. the problems as the solution, as well as the solutions that you mentioned. But I, I just, I'm just curious, how difficult was it to get a big insurance company to underwrite or give these insurance policy to these blockchain startups that you've onboarded? Ah, okay. So that one, as I say, it took a while because. Um, when I first approached our partners, um, when they heard the word cryptocurrency, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like, and you know, insurance companies are, are yeah. misleaders, right? Definitely. So to do cryptocurrency is just way out of their scope. They're like, no. <laughs> but I know, I know, take no for an answer. I, I constantly um, uh, just keep updating them and try to help them understand what are we doing instead of uh, ensuring the value of cryptocurrency going up and down. It's, that's not the case. We are ensuring the, the software program, uh, which is the crypto wallet provider. We do a tech audit on it. We review um, in terms of like how much is being stored, what's the security, uh, etc. to be able to provide the insurance coverage on uh, on, on all these new uh, crypto wallets and exchanges because um, last time it was so new to them uh, and anything that is blockchain equals to public information to them anything got to do with cryptocurrency it means uh, it's really volatile it's uh, really risky it's out, out of their scope uh, it took it took me some time I think I started from about Q3 last year uh, to reach out to various of uh, the insurance partners that we have and then help them understand what we're doing. So we're lucky. We managed to find one. Actually, there's a few more insurers that express interest. And now uh, we're just um, at, at, the, at the start of uh, this whole uh, wave of uh, insuring crypto wallets, exchanges, smart contracts. It will actually bring a lot of um, uh, attention to the crypto space. Why? Because now uh, we can we can finally give a peace of mind to um, the, the crypto asset holders that if they store their their assets on on this wallet, anything happen, there's some form of assurance that if it's being hacked or anything. Because I see that in 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 the bank uh, banks in in Singapore. It's always up to 50,000 Singapore dollars uh, in case of anything happen. So 
there are people who, who, who care so much about it and it open various bank accounts to split their $15,000 to different, different banks, right? But these people are the ones that actually care a lot um, about their asset management. And how can we bring this group of people to the crypto space? How can we give them the same or similar peace of mind where they, they start in this crypto wallet or they start on this crypto exchange is protected in case of any cyber hacks on any like um, network security uh, hack can we actually as in the, the wallet provider give the, the form of assurances then working together with policy pound network to to offer the insurance uh, protection to their to their users no i love it i mean i love that just trying to solve problems for the for the crypto world i think that's what's essential at the moment um, yeah. at, le- at least for blockchain projects i know you're trying to do something else as well but uh, what is your what is the role of policy pal in in this particular solution that you're building so you've got the insurance company you've got blockchain startups and and consumers who hold wallets etc this policy pal act like a facilitator to get these insurances or would you work with the insurance companies to help assess how much the policy should be worth and, and things like that? What, what exactly is policy pals role in the middle? I mean, why can't consumers yeah. directly go to the insurance company? Yeah. Uh, consumers. So consumers or company well, could be. Yeah. Either. So, so yeah. this is a B2B product. So basically uh, the corporates working with the insurance company. So Got it. Right. Why, why the corporates go directly to the insurance companies. Yeah. Um, basically in the insurance space, uh, there's always a, a broker in between to help you manage uh, both the, um, the, the product, understand the ten, uh, technical details of like the crypto wallets, uh, understand uh, what's the coverage detail, uh, information, the policy details. Um, so we are as a broker, but we do more than just being a broker instead of uh, getting a basic uh, uh, product off the shelf and then give a quotation to the customer, which is uh, the, the corporates, right? We work together with the insurance company to customize the products for the blockchain companies. And you recently made some interesting announcements regarding providing insurance to NEM projects and also with QTERM. You briefly mentioned this. Uh, could yeah. you talk a little bit more about these announcements and the partnerships that you've struck? And, and uh, you know, the yeah, new- definitely. Yeah. Uh, so with, with QTERM, uh, which is Quantum, uh, we work together with them on two, two main areas. Um, so the first one is that if you if you own any quantum tokens, you are able to store it on the quantum wallet, right? At the current moment, it's not insured. So will you feel comfortable keeping it there? Maybe you download and keep your private key and have it secure. But what if you were to store it over there and then every account is insured up to 50000 how do you feel as like uh, uh, the token holder now? It's different because you know that it's, it's, it's covered in, in case of anything happen, any system update, any, any liability, everything is covered. So this is a form of assurance uh, um, to, to, the, to the community. Sorry, I'll just jump in. Sorry, I'll just jump in there. For Qtum, it's actually not B2B, right? I mean, maybe the, the negotiations happen at the B2B level, but the actual... Uh, insurance is with consumers who may have wallets. 
Yeah, so it's the conversation is B2B. So yeah. the yeah. quantum will be the one uh, getting the insurance. But the consumers or like the token holders will be the one receiving the benefits. Got it, got it. Yeah. And, and so, and moving on to NEM, could you talk a little bit about that as well? So, so for NEM was um, two, two, two areas as well. Uh, so NEM, uh, basically we are working out on uh, smart contract coverage uh, on any project that is built on NEM. Uh, that's product number one. Um, so basically we need to look into the tech audit of uh, projects built on NEM. Uh, the second one is actually uh, offering the peer-to-peer -peer, uh, decentralized insurance products on NAM projects. So there's so many projects built on NAM. Um, so for us, uh, we we are actually working with them on the, they are like the front the front end uh, distributors. Um, so they can plug and play um, APIs and widgets to be able to distribute like different insurance products on uh, NAM projects. So um, maybe one, one example, I think um, there's a POS system built on NAM. Uh, POS, if let's say they are uh, selling any products on, on the, at the retail stores, if customers want to uh, top up to be able to buy a mobile phone insurance, uh, can they do that? They, now they, not now, but in future, working together with PolicyPal, they can do that by plug and play the uh, APIs or the widgets for them, for the customers and customers, which is the consumers to buy all this insurance uh, on the go. The second solution that you're building, uh, so we've talked about the, the solution that you're building for the crypto ecosystem, but yeah. the, second, the second product that you're building is the peer-to-peer -peer platform for different stakeholders in the insurance ecosystem. Could you talk about how the, diff the whole mechanism works? Uh, who are the underwriters? Who are the policyholders? What insurance coverages fall under this particular category? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we are building the whole like policy power network ecosystem where uh, we onboard insurance companies. And uh, in future, we also onboard decentralized authorized underwriters. Um, that's probably next year. Um, so today we work with a uh, forward insurance company. Uh, there's also another one uh, that we'll announce uh, next next week, around about next week. Uh, so this these two insurance companies, we work together with them either to take their existing insurance products like car insurance, or we create new insurance products together with them and onboard onto our insurance pla uh, platform. Um, so. What does it mean by onboarding it, right? So token holders, uh, our token holders, power token holders can now suggest uh, what type of insurance products they would like to be covered for. So the insurance companies will be the one doing the underwriting and token holders can help to launch a pool. It's a virtual pool where, um, okay, today I want to buy a travel insurance because I'm traveling with my bunch of friends, uh, 20 of us going on vacation to maybe Japan for a ski trip. And then I start doing a referral to my other friends. And then if 20 people actually come on board to this virtual pool and, and we purchase a policy uh, from FWD, I, as a token holder, will be able to receive some rewards because I have done the, the work uh, of like doing the marketing of the policy and uh, 
recommending people to buy uh, uh, and suggesting them that, oh, why not just buy from this platform? Uh, so the distribution uh, will be done through token holders, um, technology companies where we partner with, and also other blockchain companies like I mentioned, NAND uh, projects. And the claims payout will be done through uh, the third-party data source for claims verification. Um, so we connect it through the Oracle, like um, if say travel insurance flight delay, we connect to flight stats. Uh, if it's a hospital uh, view, we connect together with the hospitals and clinics. Uh, that's uh, something we're working on for overseas project, uh, not in Singapore. Uh, so for car insurance, we connect with the car workshops to be able to receive the uh, the, the workshop repair reports. Um, so this way we are able to automate the process as compared to the traditional way is that policyholders will be the one settling all these things and then they get the receipt, uh, the boarding pass, uh, the report from the airline, they hand it over to the insurance agent, insurance agent consolidate everything and then pass it on to the insurance company, insurance company pass the claims department, claims department assess it and then they pass it to the uh, to the another department that where they issue the check and then the check is returned to the insurance agent and then back to the to the customer. Can you imagine like all this are all optimized uh, through our platform and then as a customer you no longer have to deal with all the pain of like handling all the paperwork and then chasing up on your claims and then maybe you might forget about it because sometimes claims might take a couple of weeks or months uh, to, to be received. But the overall insurance policy is still the same, right? You're just using a different platform to kind of distribute the same products from the insurance companies that you've onboarded. But you're just kind of, you've worked on the incentive mechanisms a little bit to ensure better distribution of the product and better claims management, right? Is, is that yeah. correct? Yes and no. So yes, you're right that like the, the current products will be put on our platform and then we are optimizing uh, the process by incentivizing uh, the various uh, parties in the ecosystem to, uh, to assist with the, with the uh, process. Yeah, um, why I say no is because we are also creating new products together with the partners, uh, the insurance partners uh, based on the token holder suggestion. So the token holders could suggest that they all want to be insuring all their Apple laptops and then there's like thousands of them that want to be insuring their laptops for that year. We are able to form a pool to, uh, to insure this, all these laptops and then um, the policy will be kick-started. Um, so basically, we'll be taking the existing products and also creating new ones. Why so? It's because um, it's, it's still relevant uh, to bring the existing products like car insurance. Because car insurance is mandatory in, in, in Singapore and many countries. Um, that, insurance can't, that insurance product can't be reinvented. It, it can be, it can be like uh, uh, pay by mouse. Like in the US, it's like insurance products that you pay by mouse. But end of the day, people still need car insurance. Like you can't change it to a two wheel car or whatever. Um, so that one is still uh, uh, a fundamental product. And we are also creating new products such as, oh, maybe I want a laptop insurance, maybe I want an event-based insurance. All of us are going on ski trip and hire over of us, but we are very afraid there's no snow when we go to, uh, we fly all the way to Hokkaido, there's no snow. 
what happens uh, can I get some form of insurance where if there's no snow can I uh, do something else in Hokkaido where I can receive some claims uh, because I, I, I need to travel out of Hokkaido again to go to another city because there's no snow no way for me to ski there so all these new insurance products can be created together with our, our insurance partners where they do the underwriting. Uh, why we choose to work together with them is because they have the experience uh, to be able to underwrite uh, the products and then at the same time, they are able to back the pool. Uh, what I mean by back, backing the pool is that when individuals get together, they pay uh, either fiat or PAL tokens, they form a pool, uh, there's this reserve pool that is kept aside to pay out any claims. Um, so the insurance companies are the one that helping to back the pool in case the pool dries up. So there's a form of reinsurance there. Got it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So this is uh, to, to bring the, the trust because the insurance product is intangible. People can't feel it. They don't they don't think that they, they spend the money, they don't think that it's worth spending until they receive the claims. So a lot of times when you choose to buy a product, it's based on trust, based on the branding, based on, oh, yeah, I know that I trust this group of people will not anyhow follow the claim. But at the same time, I, I hope that there's someone to back me in case something really bad happens. Yeah, therefore, we, we came up with this model. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating because my next question was going to be what happens if there's a tsunami or an earthquake? Uh, because, you know, from what I yeah. gathered from your white paper was that there's going to be uh, these pools and then yeah. the payouts are going to come from the pools. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, my thought process was that there's going to be concentrated risk. And what if, like you mentioned, the mm -hmm. pool dries up? But it's good to know that the, that the insurance company will be backing up the claims if the pool dries up. So that's good yeah. to uh, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the tech stuff. You mentioned in your white paper that you'll initially be building on top of the Ethereum blockchain and then subsequently develop your own policy pal network blockchain. Is there a specific reason why you're deploying this approach? I mean, why build a whole protocol when you can leverage off existing protocols? Uh, yeah, so maybe I, I have to clarify a bit. So like, now the team, uh, the technical team is building on Ethereum. Uh, so the testnet goes live next month. It's pretty soon. <laughs> it's it is, yes. <laughs> yep. uh, so in Q3, uh, the product goes live on the mainnet. And uh, based on like our insurance partners uh, that we are onboarding and also uh, all the blockchain companies that and tech companies we are onboarding for distribution, uh, we pre we, we foresee the volume to be going up. And um, this Ethereum has um, uh, network volume based on like how it, it has performed during the crypto kitty time. Uh, to remember sure. the time where you yeah. have to do a transfer, you have to wait for half an hour to a couple of hours because everyone was stuck, like everyone was like uh, playing with crypto kitty and then the network was just stuck. Uh, we can't really have that afford to have that happen uh, in the insurance space because uh, there are certain insurance products that is uh, time sensitive, uh, such as travel insurance, event-based insurance. What if I know that um, I'm going to I'm going to this particular event and I want to be insured uh, for tonight? 
and what if our net our, our volume goes up and then eventually there's another crypto kitty incident happen again and the uh, customer have already sent in to purchase the policy and then it is only accepted half an hour to maybe a day later um, that that's not going to be ideal therefore uh, our team has already discussed that uh, we will potentially will fork from ethereum to have our own blockchain so that it will be a, a lot more stable because um, uh, basically all the transaction volume will be managed from our end um, so it's uh, it's, it's not rebuilding a new protocol, but it's basically taking like the, the framework and quite uh, um, the foundation that's already built on the Ethereum uh, mainnet. Got yeah. it. And did you consider, so you mentioned scalability as a problem and yeah. the transaction throughput. Did you consider other blockchains which do solve the scalability issues uh, to build your product on top of those? Yeah, recently there's uh, quite a few blockchains that are really promising. Maybe to, to name one, like Zilliqa. Like yep. we know them, uh, the team really well. I think they are they are really solid team. We all looking forward to how how you perform when when the main <coughs> sorry when the main net goes live, and also how you can actually help in terms of the transaction speed and scalability for um, uh, financial products. There are various uh, other projects, um, just probably one latest one called Credits. Uh, they are still at really early stage. So yeah. we, 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 are, we are still uh, open to, to choices where we can maybe build on their blockchain uh, to scale up the whole financial service like transaction. Uh, but our whole plan now is to be on Ethereum first and then potentially fork from there uh, because it's still a bit more stable because um, there are so many um, case studies that is done on uh, beyond Ethereum, right? So it's yeah. a, bit, a lot more stable uh, and uh, we roughly know like what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been battle tested more. It's been out in the ecosystem for a longer time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's totally understandable. So after you uh, do a private fork of the Ethereum blockchain, you would mm -hmm. still kind of be leveraging the Ethereum blockchain, right? But you're, you'd be incorporating yeah. some other features like privacy, which you yes. mentioned in your white paper, yes. as well as leveraging some of the scalability solutions that the Ethereum team is working on, right? Yeah, you're right. Got it. But you, you don't... Um, I mean, your objective is not to build a whole protocol, right? Because, I mean, again, you know, I was a little no. bit confused because you do mention that you're going to have your own proof of stake consensus mechanism and you're going to have your own stakers. So, I, I, again, I was, I yeah, was not... We're exploring that. So, potentially, we might introduce it. Uh, but now, because it's still at early stage, uh, we would like to roll out to product live. So the technical part is really important, but at the same time, like we want to make, we want to bring the, the technology to real life uh, where we work together with uh, real life customers, uh, yeah. like partners, insurance partners, distributing the real products first. Then we'd see the feedback from there and uh, uh, forking out to have our own blockchain is, is in, in, the, in, in the roadmap potentially exploring proof of stake is also mentioned, uh, but that's still at like early stage discussion. 
uh, we will definitely update the community and also like uh, get more feedback when the testnet and the mainnet uh, goes out. So you had a successful ICO earlier in the year in Q1. And I guess yeah. now, the, now the tough part begins for you. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned one of the main big updates that is coming up next month, which is the launch of your testnet, if I understand, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Are there any other big big items in your agenda or roadmap over the next six to 12 months or so? Oh, six is months. I mean, I know it's it's a it's a very long time in the crypto space, but uh. yeah, it's a long time in crypto space. Um, so maybe instead of six to twelve months, I can share about like uh, the upcoming like exciting news will be um, the the launch with uh, the second insurance partner, um, improving our traction in terms get of getting like insurance companies to work together with us on the on the blockchain platform. Uh, as well as uh, launching together with uh, the blockchain companies on the crypto protect insurance. Um, and I hope that uh, in a couple months down the road, we are able to review the uh, particular insurance company that is under, doing the underwriting for crypto protect. Uh, because now it's under NDA, we, we can't review, but this insurance company is relatively big in, in the insurance space. Uh, we hope that we can, we can uh, share the details and, uh, spread the word, get more uh, blockchain companies uh, and also crypto wallet providers, exchanges, uh, smart contract um, uh, providers to be able to get insurance protection and bring more individuals and consumers uh, a peace of mind so that more people can understand uh, more about blockchain as well as like cryptocurrency uh, so that that's, um, that's basically driving driving the whole education and, and, and uh, awareness of the space. Uh, on top of that, after our mainnet goes live, uh, we the community the community can look out for the second market launch. Uh, so that's that's something exciting because Singapore uh, Singapore side we have the, we have we have a broken business, we have traction, uh, but we are very excited to work together with insurance companies around the region as well. Um, so that's something that the, the community can look out for. On top of that, um, the blockchain uh, product and uh, the the blockchain that we are we are launching will definitely keep the community updated because now it's still a little bit too early to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You meant uh, you mentioned community three four times. How important is yeah. community? I mean, we keep uh, yeah. founders talk about community again and again. But how, in your opinion, how important do you think community is in this space? I think probably. Yeah, for the last like five minutes, I mentioned community maybe more than five times. <laughs> yeah, exactly why I asked. <laughs> you can see yeah. how important uh, we we treat the community as well as uh, um, how the interaction has been. Um, so our team has always been working really closely with with uh, the community. Oh, the word again. <laughs> so basically, from uh, from. Uh, pre-ICO period uh, when they when they asked for a certain amount allocation uh, we reserve it for for the early uh, supporters all the way to like today from from the, uh, unlock to product development to um, listing etc we have been working 
um, quite closely with the community uh, and we appreciate all the support from them because uh, we have people who actually help to support us by giving our free pals if uh, other people would support us. Um, that's, that's really touching because I, we can see uh, people understand the problem we are solving uh, and they know that uh, what the potential if Policy Pound Network were to ensure all the blockchain companies on the coin market cap. Uh, that's, that's a big opportunity uh, for our crypto product, product number one. Uh, and others who are in the insurance space and, and also they understand blockchain, they know the big opportunity for peer-to-peer -peer decentralized insurance. Basically, we are changing how the insurance processes work uh, and the insurance market itself is $4.4 trillion every single year. The market opportunity is huge. Uh, there's so much opportunity for us to change uh, the, the industry or call it changing industry or uh, innovating the, the current system. So we, we, we really worked very closely with uh, the, the community. Yeah, the word again. Uh, so <laughs> I think that, I think that other than working closely with them online, uh, we we spend time to organize hackathon as well. Um, so this coming weekend, uh, we will be in Ho Chi Minh City uh, hosting a hackathon, uh, engage with the developers and the community for them to uh, build products, uh, uh, hack, uh, meet the team, and also uh, get some feedback from them uh, on the upcoming testnet. Very exciting. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to mention that we may not have talked about? Um, I think that we, I would like to share that uh, the team works, uh, has been working really hard to, to push out the testnet next month. Uh, we really hope that the uh, supporters and also yeah, the, the community uh, will stay with us to give us feedback on um, the, the launch of the testnet as well as uh, we will start um, implementing the token holder suggestion on new type of insurance products. Uh, this will give them the opportunity to engage uh, with the team uh, and then we'll be working and building um, the whole policy power network together um, and that's the vision that we're working on. Uh, I hope that we get more supporters to come in and create new products for the by the consumers for the consumers and changing it um, how traditional insurance companies do because traditional insurance companies create the products for the consumers. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And so what's the best platform to follow Policy Pals developments? Yeah, the best platform will be our Telegram, uh, Twitter, and also Medium blog posts. Right. So we'll include yeah. the links to all of these uh, different platforms yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also anyone who are interested to hear more news from, from me directly can also follow my Twitter. Sure. Pal. Uh, Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah I think uh, that is, I think we can end on that note. Yeah. Um, so okay. that, yeah, I mean, if that's a good opportunity, unless you have something else to say. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Val, for taking the time out to come speak with us. It was an absolute Thank pleasure you. to have you on the show.
Thank you so much, Tusha. It has been amazing. It's super fun uh, for the chat. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Telegram, and subscribe to our newsletter on decrypt.asia. This is your host, Tushar. Thank you for listening.